0: All right, so today on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, we have Coach Tucker Pruitt. He is the head football coach at Fitzgerald High School in Georgia. Uh, He's full of wisdom, and I know you really enjoy listening to him on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. All right, we have Coach Pruitt from Fitzgerald on the podcast. Coach, welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Thanks for having me, man. We were talking a little bit before we started that we, we definitely have some, some people that know each other and been at similar places, and that's, man, the world is so small. It really is.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You know, the, the more you in the coaching world, you always find somebody that knows somebody, and uh, come to find out your dad was one of the guys that I watched growing up and a big hero in that Jacksonville community at University Christian, so small world. It's good to, good to meet you, and, uh, you know, reminds me of some old memories.
0: Heck yeah, man! I mean, University Christian—they have been good for so long, man. They, golly, they've done a—they've done a great job there for sure.
1: Yeah, David Penlin is uh, the head coach there, and it's funny. Me and him were little water boys and ball boys back when we were five, six, and seven, and so uh, it's funny we're both got into coaching, and uh, he's had a lot of success down there. Good folks, the Penland family, and. Uh, It's kind of good to keep up with them and and track their success that they've had over the last couple of years.
0: Absolutely, Coach. And Coach, you've had a ton of success yourself. And if you don't mind, please give to the listener some of your background.
1: Well, I grew up in a football family. My dad's a a head coach. He was my head coach. Um, I was born in Jacksonville when he was coaching at University Christian. And uh, then he moved to Union County. And I lived there from, I think, second grade to eighth grade. And then he moved to Fitzgerald, where I coach at now. Uh, Before my ninth grade year, so I went to high school here and, uh, you know, went to school, played football here. And, um, you know, after that, I went and played five years of football at Valdosta State under Chris Hatcher and David Dean. And then when I got done with that, uh, Chris Hatcher hired me at Georgia Southern for one year. I worked there and then coached at Valdosta High School under Rance Gillespie for one year. I worked at Thompson High School as the offensive coordinator under Milan Turner. And then I went back to Coffee uh, High School in South Georgia with my dad for three years. And then I was the offensive coordinator at Lowndes in 15, Valdosta High School in 16. And then I got my first head coaching job um, at Fitzgerald High School where I went to school and graduated from. And I've been here 17, 18, 19, 20. And this is my fifth year. So,
0: Coach, you have been at like the, the royal, royal programs, air quotes, in Georgia. And that's, that's, that's quite a resume there.
1: Well, I've been really fortunate uh, to be around some good coaches and some good programs, and I've just tried to be a sponge and uh, pick up everything I can from them. You know, every coach that's coached me in high school or college or every coach that I've been fortunate enough to work under has won a state or a national championship. And so uh, hopefully i picked up enough here and there to, to be dangerous and know how to run a good program, but I've really been blessed, and it's really been nice to stay put uh for the last five years you know I've done a lot of moving around and trying to climb up the ladder and it's, it's awesome to kind of stay put and and not have to have so much transition in the last few years
0: absolutely coach give the listener a little background about Fitzgerald I mean me and you you obviously know about it and I've followed Fitzgerald for, for years since I've coached in Georgia back a while ago uh just give the listener a little bit of background about that football program and where it's been and where you're where you're taking it Uh, Because you're you practice today, so you guys are playing a game uh tomorrow, you're deep in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we just got off the field. Uh, Fitzgerald High School is you know, I moved here in 2000, which was my ninth grade year, and um, it was a program that you know had lost some games, wasn't in the best of shape. But uh, our first year here, we went 13 and 2 and lost the state championship game, state championship game six to nothing. Mm. The following year, we lost in the semifinals, and uh, since then, since 2000. Uh, we're the winning the school in double A. Now we've still yet to win a state championship, but um, you know, my dad's teams played for one and went to the semifinals numerous times. Uh, Coach Strickland uh, went to a couple semifinals and back to back state runner up. And then uh, we went to the semifinals in 18 and uh, state runner up last year in 20. And so we're playing to, tomorrow to go to the final four again. And so we've made a lot of deep runs, um, you know, won a lot of football games, but, uh, the ever-elusive state championship is is still out there. And so uh, we're chasing it. But it's a program that's uh, won a lot of games. It's a small town, a uh, great community. You know, there's not a lot going on here except for football. And so it's really big. It's important to our community. Um, I think it's one of the things that brings us all together. And, uh, you know, we can put our differences aside and all be hurricanes on Friday night. And uh, this place is a better place when we're playing well and winning games. And so it's been a great ride. And uh, I'm really
0: fortunate to be the coach here. That's awesome. Coach, talk a little bit about your program philosophy at Fitzgerald. So what do, you, what do you build your program on? What are some core tenets that help you to be successful there?
1: You know, we give all our kids a wristband and have done this. We kind of focus on three things, discipline, accountability, and toughness. You know, um, discipline. You know, sometimes when you get to where we're at right now in the third round, everybody's good. And uh, sometimes what separates the winners from the losers is the little things, the attention to detail. Uh, the discipline to, to execute even when you get tired or things don't go your way. And so uh, we believe it's not really what you do, it's how you do it. And so uh, we try to challenge our kids each and every day to have discipline. One of the things we do when we're warming up, we start behind the line and we finish all the way through the line. And, you know, you say, what's that really matter? It's just attention to detail, trying to, to really get our kids to hone in on the little things. Um, you know, accountability, you know, we, we hold our kids accountable and their kids, uh, but they need some structure and some guidance. And so uh, we hold them to a high standard. We hold our coaches accountable, our players accountable. Uh, we say that we're chasing a championship, and that's easy to talk about. But um, if you're really trying to get it, there's a high standard that you got to live up to every day. And so uh, we stress that to our kids and hold them accountable. And then toughness, um, you know, mental toughness, physical toughness. This is a tough game for tough people. And uh, if we're not very tough, we're not going to be very good. And so some years we ain't very good, but the toughness – uh, keeps us in it, and so we challenge our kids. Uh, this is a game where you run into each other. It's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. It's a game of violence, controlled violence, and we try to play with a lot of class and represent our community the right way. But uh, we try to be the more physical team every Friday and the tougher team.
0: Coach, that's awesome! I, you, you say that, and it's so interesting to you look at football in the modern day, modern day football, and RPO, and all kinds of things. That's good. I mean, that's great but it's still a blocking and tackling game. That's, man, you hit it. I think you hit a nail right on the head there. That's, that's awesome.
1: Well, and we still do some of that, you know, we're kind of multiple on offense. We, uh, we do some of the RPOs. We do some spread stuff. We run a little bit of wing T, but we also have a single wing package. And um, Mm -hmm. if all else fails or it's a a nasty weather game or Mm -hmm. we get a lead or, you know, third and fourth and short, you know, we can shorten the game and, uh, but you can only do it if you focus on the little things and have discipline to execute your assignment. Uh, have a great attention to detail, and if you're tougher and can wear teams down. So, um, if you're going to run single wing, you better be tough. If not, you're in the wrong offense.
0: Yeah, you need to find something else if you're if you're going to do that. You know. Uh, so, coach, talk a little bit about your offensive philosophy. I know you're about to play a playoff game. I obviously don't need any secrets of of that. But like, what's your? It's like your philosophy is multiple. I know, like you like following, you know, you, I've watched that by the OSA series on NFL network. Um, a lot of quarterback runs gap scheme. Is that still what you like to do? Or is that, has that changed going forward?
1: That is definitely what I like to do. Uh, being here at a double A school, my hands are a little bit tied. And so it changes year to year. You know, last year we had an outstanding year. I went 13 and one and lost the state championship by five points, I think. And, uh, we had nine of 11 seniors on offense that returned. Mm-hmm. So it was, group that knew what they were doing had a lot of experience this year we lost nine of 11 starters and so um, Mm -hmm. it's been up and down we've had our struggles on offense and we're definitely multiple we're not great at anything but we do do uh, multiple things but we have had to make some adjustments based on our personnel Uh, we're really young this year every Friday we start four or five sophomores Mm -hmm. Uh, three of our five offensive linemen are in the 10th grade and so uh, we try to do what they do and what they do well and obviously um, they don't do everything well. So uh, we've kind of made some adapt- adaptations and uh, defensively, our defense has carried us this year. Um, mm-hmm. We're pretty defense. So uh, even when we're not playing great on offense, we've done a good job of taking care of the football. And I would say defense uh, this year, we're a defensive football team and we try to run the ball and, and win the turnover battle and pick our spots to, to take chances and take shots and uh, take what the defense gives us. Some weeks it's more this, some weeks it's more that, but um, you know, We are still a gap scheme team, power counter, buck sweep. And uh, we try to find a way to get our athletes the ball in space. Again, try to just execute and and, and be tough and physical and win the turnover battle and see how far that can take us.
0: That's awesome. You talked about being a defense first team this year. Are you more of an odd front, even front, multiple front guy? What's like your cover structure with that? What do you like to do on defense?
1: We're a one-high team, and I would say we're multiple. We base out of a three-man front. Um, But we're able to stem to an even front at any time. You know, we do some slant and some blitz, and we got a third-down package uh, where we can play some man coverage and apply some pressure. And so uh, Coach Gamble and our defensive staff have done an outstanding job, Um, and they've got some guys back over there. We've got some good players. Uh, E.J. Lightsey, our inside linebacker, is committed to the University of Florida. we got an outside backer, Jaden Stanley, that's a really good player, Uh, always gets us lined up and makes our checks and our calls. Um, And he's done a good job. And in our defense, we're kind of a a three high, uh, cover three, mix in some man coverage. And we've done a good job of not giving up the big play and uh, make them throw it underneath and come up and tackle and try to take the ball away. And um, I don't know exactly what we're averaging, but the last three or four games we've been hitting right on stride with creating three turnovers a game. And so, uh, like last week we beat Fannin County. We didn't play great on offense, but we had zero turnovers and created three. And so uh, we really stressed the, you know, don't get beat deep. Don't give up the big play. We try to be great at the fundamentals of tackling. Keep everything in front of us, and then create some turnovers. And our defense has done an outstanding job of that all year long.
0: Man, that's awesome, Coach. As a head coach, are you more of a risk taker, or are you more of a I want to play it more conservative? What's your What's your flavor there, Coach? How, how do you So, I, let's say for example, you got the ball on your own forty. There's a minute to go on the half. Are you the guy that wants to get it to half, or do you want to go? Try to score a touchdown.
1: Well, this year we've been choosing to take it to the half, you know, and <laughs> sure. count our losses and come out and play good the next twenty-four minutes. Um, you know, it changes year to year. Last year we might have been a little bit more risky. Uh, we had, you know, some guys that could make some bigger plays. Uh, this year we try to not screw it up and let our defense go to work. Um, but you know, you do still have to score to win, and so uh, we try to pick our spots and and take what the defense gives us. But um you know, there's definitely a balance there uh, between playing it safe and and taking the risk. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And so uh, it's just kind of a go with your gut and and see kind of how the game's playing out type thing. Mm -hmm.
0: It's interesting hearing you talk about, you know, from year to year, you have to adjust kind of your philosophy. And I've talked to people that that's their philosophy. And I've talked to people that they almost never change. Talk about why you try to play to you, what your players' strengths are instead of saying, hey, I, I do this, this is what we do, we're just going to try to be good at it. So what's your – like, why, why is your philosophy, hey, I'm going to try to just adapt to what my players do best?
1: Well, I mean, I think you could come in and say this is what I know and this is what I'm going to do and, and you know, do what you want to do. But here's the thing, I don't get to pick my players. I don't get to pick the players and what they do well. So if you want to win, you better find out what these this group of kids can do well. What do they do best? And so uh, we definitely want to put our kids in situations to be successful. Uh, some years we have a good batch of skilled kids and not many linemen. Some years we got a good bunch of linemen and not many skilled kids. Some years we can throw it better. Some years we really can't. Some years we're not very good on defense and we got to take more risk. And some years we're really good on defense and we can play it safe. And so I think a lot of that is just figuring out who you got, what they do well and what gives you the best chance to be successful. And I think it changes year to year. Mm -hmm.
0: Is that something you sit down with your staff and go over in the off season or is that something that you, like you as a head coach, Hey, I got a feel for this year. Uh, How, how do you typically go about that? Well,
1: you know, we, we practice a lot, you know, we start in February in the early mornings and and we don't do stuff with balls, but we start installing and teaching and, Mm -hmm. and in our schemes. And I think, Every practice we film and we watch it make corrections and show our kids their mistakes before they take the grass for the next practice. And so over the course of that process, week after week, I think you just get a good feel for what they're good at and what they're not good at. And, and, uh, you know, we've obviously started, you know, really big and then kind of condensed it down to what we do well. And I think you just learn that about your team over time, uh, what they feel comfortable with. And then you try not to let them, you know, make them go out there on Friday and do something that all week long they've shown you they're not really good at doing it. So uh, we play to our kids' strengths and do what we feel like gives us the best chance to win. Hmm.
0: How do you watch practice? Like, do you guys have a period in the school day, or you do it before practice, before you go out the next day? I've, I've, I've tried to figure that out, the schools I've been a head coach at, and it's been, it's been a struggle with our, with our schedule. How do you guys do that?
1: Well, you know, each week's different around here. Like this week we're out for Thanksgiving break. Some weeks will be normal. Some weeks we got a pep rally on Friday. Some weeks we got a PLC day. So it's really hard to get on a schedule. But mostly our schedule is on Mondays, we get all of our football team on fourth block.
0: Okay.
1: And on Mondays, we'll get a good lift to try to, you know, get some soreness out. We'll stretch them and we'll move them around and run some strides or some condition to just try to get the soreness out. And then we'll send them back to – hurricane time or school, when they come back after school, we have a team meeting, um, a special teams meeting, an offense meeting, and a defensive meeting, basically going over the film from last Friday, uh, Mm -hmm. trying to make corrections over our mistakes. We really, and this may be one way we're different as a program, we try to take Monday and fix us. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been on a lot of stats. We jump right into who we play this week and what they do and all. Well, You know, we want to make sure that we grow every week as a team. So Mondays around here, uh, we really focus on fixing our mistakes. What did we do well uh, last Friday? What did we not do well offensively, defensively, and special teams wise? And we want to go out there Monday and correct those mistakes so that we make sure we take a step forward no matter who we're playing the following week. Uh, We also introduce um, the fronts and, and the schemes that we're going to see. And then Tuesday, we don't lift. So they come down in fourth block and we get right to it. Offensive depth chart, defensive depth chart of the team we're playing. Familiarize yourself with who their best players are, uh, what they do on offense, what they do on defense, and then we'll show them some film. We'll have a cut up of offense and defense so they can see uh, who the players are, what they do. um, And then we go to practice. And then Wednesday we come in and we lift again. We stretch and have an offensive walk through, defensive walk through. And when they come after school, we watch film of practice uh, from Tuesday and then practice. And then Thursday, we do not lift, so we come right down and watch film of Wednesday's practice, have Mm -hmm. a mock game and cut them loose. And then uh, Friday, we normally have a lift on on game day. We -hmm. stretch, uh, have an O-walk-through, D-walk-through, do our special teams meetings and reminders and feed them pregame meal, let them rest and play. And so um, it's a tedious process. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's tough to get the kids to buy into it. It's a lot of film watching. There's a lot of monotony. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think champions, you know, have a good capacity for boredom and we try to keep them focused and, and we really haven't deviated from that process very much. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's worked for us and, and so we're definitely going to stick to it.
0: I like that, Coach. Where'd you Repeat that, what you said about boredom. Champions have a,
1: a great capacity for boredom. I mean, some great. of the things every day are boring. We do the same drills over and over and over and it's easy to, to lose focus and go through the motions and do it half speed. Um, and it takes a lot of attention to detail to do the same drill over and over, and still focus on the little things like stance and pad level and head placement and all the little things. You know, it is boring to an extent, but uh, I think if you you know stay focused and try to get something out of it, that gives you an advantage.
0: Absolutely, coach. As we wrap this up today, if you're talking to yourself or a, 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 another young coach who wants to be in your position. What are what's some advice that you would give them as they're making their way up the ladder of the of the coaching ranks?
1: Well, I mean, I would just say relish where you're at. I mean, everywhere you're at is an opportunity to grow and learn. And, you know, I think right now everybody's ready to be a head coach right now. But, you know, uh, sometimes you're not ready, you know, and if you get that opportunity too soon, you know, sometimes it can chew you up and spit you out. And so, uh, you know, I would just say be a sponge. Like I said with me, I was very fortunate to be around some outstanding coaches. And uh, I, I don't do everything that every one of them did, but there's certainly one or two things that I pick from each one of them uh, that still in some part, some way, form, or fashion, a part of our program today. And so, um, you know, to young coaches up and coming, I would just say, man, try to soak up as much as you can. Uh, you know, learn from, from what you would do and what you wouldn't do based on your, your head coach. You're never – I tell our guys all the time, you're never going to agree with every decision. I mean, there's no way – that we could get 10 or 11 coaches to sit down on an issue and every one of us be in agreement you know but um when I was not a head coach I tried to be the best assistant coach I could be um I did what my assist my head coaches told me to do I tried to make sure if there was something they needed done that I got it done and uh you know I think the the steps you go through as an assistant coach uh really prepare you to be a head coach because whenever you get Over top of it, there's so many facets that got to be covered. There's so much help that you need, so much organization. You got to delegate and understand all the different things that it takes to be successful. And so, um, you know, I always wanted to surround myself with the best coaches I could, work my butt off and be a sponge. And and so uh, whenever I got my opportunity one day, I would be prepared. And I'm sure there's things I could have done better. But I definitely uh, remember being in a lot of those coaches offices as an assistant coach. And. Uh, trying to learn and, and all, all that I could, and be the best assistant coach that I could.
0: Coach, I know you're you're a busy man. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate your wisdom, and I know that the listeners are really really enjoy this.
1: Thank you so much for having me.